Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. show we're talking to south dakota coyotes coach eric peterson he's coming back home he was there with coach smith was there he followed him out with his stops now he's back in vermilion south dakota what's up with you eric good to talk to you man yeah thanks for having me on it feels like i never left to be honest with you it's uh four great years here and then being in utah for four years and uh a lot of great people still here and uh really excited about this program man no doubt. And when you all were there, man, you got the, you built that thing up. Guys successful, man, making tournaments and winning a lot of games. Going up against TJ and those guys down the road from you all, man. So, so man, the battles you all had, man, all those feelings had to come back to you, man. I know it feels great to you right now. Yeah, it feels great. Um, you know, being here for four years, we kind of have a blueprint how to, how to win here. And, you know, being at Utah State for three years, we had a ton of success. And then Utah for one. Um, but coming back here, I just feel, I mean, we kind of know everybody and it's just a little bit easier transition. There were some other jobs that, um, maybe called me and I just didn't have a ton of interest in those jobs. And then when they called me here at South Dakota, I knew immediately it was something I wanted to do. So super pumped to be back, got a great team, uh, you know, a couple of players that left, but I think we got a really good core group of guys here, um, that want to be here. And that's important when you're at South Dakota. So really fired up, started workouts this week with our guys and um, couldn't be more excited to be back. And I think it's good you got to hire early as you can get on the court with your guys, kind of assess what you have as you look at what you may need to fill a gap or two here or there. So I think it's really cool that you're already there on court with your guys going to see what you got to yeah. have in, in house already. Yeah, so that was one of the things. I didn't expect this job to open. I had no idea it was going to open up. So it was really surprising when it happened. And then it happened really, really fast. Uh, we got done playing in the, the Pac-12 tournament on Wednesday. Uh, talked to these guys. I think it was like a Friday or Saturday. And then pretty much was hired by Monday and got out here. So it, it went really fast. You know, with the portal, everything's different now. And I think we maybe did things the wrong way at Utah where we let the guys kind of hang around and just kind of feel us out. Where here, I just said, hey, if you're thinking about going in the portal, go right now and go see what's out there. And if we can get you back, we'll get you back. And we already got one of our players back, Mason Archibald. Um, so he's back. And there's a couple other guys still looking. Um, but, you know, one of those guys I feel good about. But you never know. But I'd rather have those guys, if they're going to leave, leave now so I can have that time to recruit. And at Utah, a lot of those guys left in May. We had three guys that left in May. And it's just harder to find players that fit you when it's that late. So getting hired early really, really helps. And then being able to be on the floor to see what you have and then where we need to get to as far as what we need um, to fill our roster is really, really important. So that, I think that's a huge advantage to get hired early and really understand what you do have. No doubt, brother. And also, man, you know, my, my dad's a coach, Eric. So 
okay. I, I know I know what you guys go through, kind of sort of, right? And yep. I, I I didn't choose that path for a reason, brother. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but but tell me, I mean, well, what you want to be in the coaching, and what you want to get in this business? I know my dad loves eighty one years old still. So what made you want to get yeah. into? So I mean, I got in the business. I was just young. I actually um, didn't make it as a college player. Got kind of banged up and. I was really into the academic side and I was at a division three school and it just, it didn't work out. And I was very focused on doing something in the medical field. And a guy that I, that coached me when I was younger, convinced me to help him out a little bit coaching. And I think he knew when he did that, that I'd be hooked. And I changed my major, became a coach. Shoot, I coached junior college basketball in Williston, North Dakota, the upper Northwest corner for, I think I made five grand a year for two years in, in, to start. I lived in uh, the dorms one year and I lived in half of a trailer the other year, not a full wow. trailer, half of a trailer. They cut that thing in half and I was on the front half. So it wasn't like, it wasn't about anything. I just love coaching. I loved impacting players. And at the junior college level, it, I mean, you could impact those guys in ways you people never understand and change their lives. And that's why I coached. And, you know, I was there for four years. I went to a division two school for two years, learned a lot from two great coaches and then went back and I was actually the athletic director and basketball coach uh, when I came back, the head basketball coach. And then from there, I went to South Dakota and got some division one experience. But, um, you know, I think here, I think the, the biggest thing is, yeah, it's, it's great. It's at the division one level, but I'm still here to impact people, um, not just our players, our community. Uh, one of the things I talked to our AD about in the interview process was um, using my platform to help people, not just here in South Dakota, but everywhere. And one of the things I really want to focus on is mental health. Um, with COVID, like there's a lot of issues going on. And, you know, just being in the Pac-12, seeing some things happen. Um, and guys, guys don't like to talk about their feelings. And, and there's a lot more stuff with mental health going on than people realize. So I want to use my platform. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet. I will probably start here in Vermilion in South Dakota and then branch out and get other coaches on board. But I think being at the, at the PAC 12 level, being at Utah, seeing the resources we had, I mean, we had a full-time counselor that could meet with our guys anytime. And I know it's not like that everywhere. So how can we get those resources to smaller programs? So everybody has a fair shake with the mental health stuff. It, that's really important to me. No doubt, man. Like you said, like it's changed how we all think about it, you know, because, you know, it's like the quiet thing that we don't, nobody discusses. Like, you know, when I, I know when I play, like guys are going through stuff, but you, they wouldn't talk about it. You just see them down. You were like, what's wrong with you? But something's going on. It's one of them. So, yes, you need it out to talk to somebody and get it out because when you get it out, have people who really care about you and brotherhood as well as uh, surround you, give you that love, it helps you get through those hard times. Yeah, 100%. And, and I can take it so far as a coach, but I'm not a professional with that. And I'm, I'm smart enough to know, even with my staff, I'm going to hire people that are better than me or are, are really going to push me and help me get our guys um, to understand everything. And I think it's really important. We got to get that thing going, especially at the lower levels. So not, it's not just South Dakota. It's everybody at the low to mid-major level. They have somebody that they can talk to to help them through those times because it's just – the basketball season's long, man. It's it's a six month season. Um, you get to the Division One level. There's a lot of stuff going on. New kids in college, like those. Some of those kids, I mean, they didn't even have a junior year in high school or a senior year in high school. Um, and I think about that, like when I think about me being in high school. I mean, that that would be hard for me. So I think that's a huge, huge deal to me. Um, that's what I want to use my platform for, and hopefully, we can get some other coaches on board soon. 
No doubt, man. And also uh, building your program. You know, you've been there before. You know how it is in South Dakota. So, yep. you, you know, so talk about the, the, the ideal yoke for you, the, the guy you want to have in your program, the ideal yoke developing for millions for you guys, man. Yeah, and, and that's tough. I mean, the, the recruiting has changed a lot since I was here last, obviously with the transfer portal. Um, you know, I think it's really important to recruit your area first, um, try to get good high school players from the area. I think that's huge for our community. Uh, one of the things we'll try to do is really um, invest in our community because we do have really passionate and great fans here at South Dakota. Um, our women's team just went to the Sweet 16. I think there was like 6,000 people down there from, from South Dakota. So we have really good support. Um, so I think that's, that's important. Um, I was a junior college coach for seven years. Like we, we're going to look at the best junior college kids and recruit them every year. I think there's a ton of value in those type of players um, and a lot of guys that are just hungry that maybe feel like they weren't recruited where they should be. And those are a lot of the kids I took when I was a junior college head coach, guys that were severely under-recruited and had a chip on their shoulder, like, like I'm going to get there and I'm going to show you. And those dudes are usually tough and they're in the gym all the time and they want to get better. Um, you definitely got to explore the transfer portal. I mean, you have to. Um, it hurts you because some of your kids leave, but it can help you really fast too. Um, so I think that's something we'll do. But as far as what type of players, we've always won with guys that really know how to play, that share the ball. If you look at our um, shell at Utah State, and I just say that because we were there three years after South Dakota, we were top 10 in the country in defense, we were top 10 in the country in rebounding, and we were top 10 in the country in assists. Our last year there, we were top five in defense and rebounding, and we were top seven in assists. So when you, get, when you do those three things at a high level, like you're going to be really good. And I'm not saying that's going to, we're going to be top 10 at South Dakota, but we need to be one of the best teams in our league at all three of those things to be really, really good. Um, so one of the things that we brought to South Dakota the first time was GATA, G-A-T-A. Do you know what GATA means? It's an old football term. It means get after their. Yes. Uh, and yes. <laughs> we got to be flying around like we're the toughest dudes out there. And we, we would always say, listen, when that, when that team gets done playing us, they got to be talking in the locker room, win or lose. Like, I don't want to play those dudes again. Like, we, th that was the toughest game we've ever played. And when they see us in the tournament, it's like, man, we got to play these dudes again. And it's already in their head that we are Gata. We are getting after their butts in every single way, shape, or form. And that's what we want to bring back to South Dakota is that type of basketball. We got to be one of the best defensive teams in the league or we're not going to make the championship game in Sioux Falls. That's just how it works. And if you look traditionally, the Summit League has always been one of the best three-point shooting teams in the, or leagues in the country, but the teams that play in the championship are usually the best defensive teams. So you got to have a kind of a combination of both. But high IQ kids that love being in the gym, that love playing, that want to be coached, I um, think it's really important. Chemistry is really important, finding, finding good people that understand what South Dakota is about because it's different. South Dakota is not Utah. It's not Texas where we've recruited some kids. It's not Atlanta. It's different. And you're just bringing all those kids together. I think that's the coolest part about coaching basketball is bringing people from all different backgrounds, getting them to be buying to be part of a team and building lifelong friendships, man, that last forever, that they got stories. They'll be telling funny stories about me forever, too. So, and I can take that. No, I remember I joke with Craig about it. He's like, I'm going to get you a coat, boss, man. I said, man, I don't have, I don't have a coat, brother. Like, oh, you got to come in and get a coat to come to South Dakota, man. So, so give me a yoke. It's going already. I come up there. Give me a coat. They give me warm because I can't do cold weather, man. I, I can't drive in the snow or do cold weather, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll make it happen, man. I, I lived in North Dakota for nine years in my career. So now I'm moving south, right? It's We're getting further south. <laughs> the warm front. You're moving down yeah. south a little warmer. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's, it's different, man. It's, it's Sioux Falls is like significantly different than Vermilion. We're right on the border of Nebraska. So it sounds crazy to say, but it's, it's warmer down here and we don't get as much snow as you would in Sioux Falls or further north. So my wife is from Missouri. She played college volleyball in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. So she's not like a winter person at all. And when we moved down here, she's like, man, this is different. And so that's my sell to recruits. Like, Hey, it's uh, we get the Chinook winds out of, out of the West. Yeah, I think the brothers in Atlanta love to hear that because they don't want to do too much on the cold. <laughs> uh, we, we've, we've had kids from Texas. I, I've recruited Texas, and we had a kid named uh, Walter Prevost, and he all he wore was slides no matter what. And I was like, well, you can't do that in the winter up here, man. And he's like, I'm going to. Well, the first snow hit, and he was wearing slides, and he finally invested in a pair of boots, and he looked like somebody shot his dog for like two weeks. And after those two weeks, he was good. And I tell everybody, like, listen – you want to be a pro, you got to be willing to play anywhere, right? You don't know where you're going to play professionally. So if you can live here and play here, when you become a pro, you can go anywhere, man. Like it doesn't matter. You're, you're well-prepared and there's no adjustments. So there's a lot of good things. The weather's, you know, people just got to understand that it's going to be a little bit colder, but you get through the first couple of weeks, we toughen you up a little bit up here. Yeah, there, I need it. Cause I say when it snows here in Atlanta, I'm in the house, brother. I remember it snowed here in 14 that ice storm i didn't come out of the house the next saturday no no well uh, uh, it would i would be visiting my wife who was my girlfriend at the time in spartanburg and it would just rain and it become like a little bit of snow or ice and the whole city would shut down and i'm like what are we doing like it's 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 snowing here and there's a bunch of you know a bunch of snow it's cold and they're not even canceling school like you gotta you're still walking to class so we, we got tough dudes up here man tough dudes no doubt. It's about the summer league since you, since you last been in. I mean, Paul Mills does a great job. Eric Henson does a good job at Dakota State. You know, all these teams have gotten better, you know, in the summer league since you all left. Talk about how the league has improved since you all left and where it's going to be going forward. Yeah, it's changed a little bit. When I was here last, we still had IUPUI, I think, left maybe our last year here. And then IPFW was still in the league that now has gone to the Horizon League. Um, you know, Hendo's done a great job at South Dakota State. And that's what we're striving to get to. We're, we want to we want to try to cut down the nets every single year. We want to be in the championship game every single year. Um, Paul Mills did a phenomenal job last year um, at Oral Roberts. He does a good job every year, but last year they made a special run, which I think you know when teams get to the the tourney, like no matter what level I was at, I'm always cheering for the Mountain West teams. I'm always cheering for the Pac-12 teams. I'm cheering for the Summit League teams because that helps our league. It helps sell to recruits that we can do that. And Paul, Paul's done a great job, and you, I've just seen him build that thing since he got here uh, when we were here the first time. Uh, Billy's going to do a great job at UMKC. Uh, Dave Richmond has been consistently good at NDSU. St. Thomas is going to have a, a great program once they build that thing. Um, you know, Western Illinois is going to keep getting better every single year. So I want that. I think it's really good when you can tell. Like when we were here the first time, our, and it was RPI. It wasn't net. That wasn't created yet. But we were ahead of the Mountain West most of the year in year three that we were here. And that's like, you sell that to recruits, that's huge. So I want our league to be good, um, you know, and we got to do our part too and get back to competing for championships every year to make our league even better. So uh, we got great coaches. I mean, if you look top to bottom, great, great coaches. Crutch just came from Oregon um, at Omaha. Uh, he's been a head coach. He's been a lot of different places. I know him. Uh, he's going to do a great job there. So I think the more uh, games our league can win non-conference, like I'm going to cheer for those dudes every non-conference game. So it makes our league better. No doubt. I got one for you, Eric, this man. When you come to Atlanta, brother, 
What's your favorite place to eat down here, man? Oh, man. Um, that's a good question. Honestly, like, I'm just in the gym all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you get there at 8 in the morning, and usually those events have, have um, like, they just bring in food so you don't have to leave. Uh, I'm a huge, this is going to sound crazy, but I like Waffle House in the South. Yes, uh, you're, probably like, you're probably like, eh. some people are like, no, not Waffle House. I love Waffle House. That's probably a stop that I go to. Um, there's a place in the South called Cookout that yes. is different that I've been to. But uh, one of my dudes at Utah State, I'd always, I'd always laugh at these guys because uh, we'd have like our pregame meal and it's different everywhere, right? And his name was Dwayne and um, he, he's from Atlanta. He's like, coach, we need some seasoning on this stuff. Like we need seasoning here. Like there's just, it doesn't taste good to me. So I'm like, Dwayne, next time I go to Atlanta, I'm going to hit you up and say, tell me where to go. And I'll go, but I, I, I love everything. I'll go overseas and recruit and I'll be like, I'll just go to a restaurant and say, give me the most popular thing on the menu and I'll try it. It might be a fish with the eyes still on it and it looks awful, but if it's the most popular thing on the menu, it's probably good. So you tell me where to go. I'll get the most popular thing on the menu and I'll hit you up and be like, all right, that, that's legit right there. Well, you come here for Lake Point and EYBL of the Peace Jam. I'm going to get you number one off the air here shortly. Let me know. I will make sure, <laughs> Eric, you have some good food when you come to town. I got we'll you, happen. man. I will take we'll care. make it happen. I appreciate that. My, my, wife, uh, my wife grew up in Missouri, so, you know, everything's different. And her mom cooks more Southern. So every time I go there, um, it's, it's always really, really good food. I'm like, Linz, I can't stay here more than a weekend. Like, I'll put on 10 pounds easily if I'm just sitting around. And she grew up on a farm, just sitting around the farm, just eating this food because it's so good. So I got you. I'll, I'll hit you up for sure when I'm down there. No doubt, folks. It's Eric Peterson, New Coast of South Dakota. Yotes out of some league. He's on the boss, man. So Eric, was real fun, brother. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, let me know what you need. We're here. Uh, we're excited to be back, and we're going to get things rolling here in the Summer League. No doubt. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.